Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Hello, everybody. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. I'm the founder of the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program, creator of Dream Business Academy. I'm the founder of No Hassle Newsletters, my extraordinary done-for-you newsletter program that served over 1,200 small business owners in nine countries. Most importantly, I am the host of Dream Business Radio, now in its 10th year. This is episode 523, uh, and I have another fantastic guest for this live edition, uh, my special guest is Yawande Fullian, and I think I just did that correctly. Yawande, okay. how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Jim. I'm really excited oh, about this. Oh, this is going to be great. It's yeah. such an important topic, but um, anyway, hey, folks, this episode of Dream Business Radio is brought to you by the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program. If you're an entrepreneur, small business owner, if you're tired of slow to no growth in your business, if you're feeling overwhelmed, unfocused, and especially... If you'd like to learn how to create multiple streams of revenue in your business and you want to be part of this extraordinary virtual mastermind group led by me, Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Biz Coach, you can find out more at dreambizcoaching.com. That is dream, dreambizcoaching.com. All right, let me tell you about you one day. There we go. That's permanently embedded now. And we'll dive right in because today I want to find out why being busy does not equal productivity, right? So many people I think are Stuck in the hamster wheel. Anyway, Yuande is the founder and, and CEO of, oh boy, I should have asked about this one, Otito, I think is the- I, That's good. You're on a roll today. Oh my You're gosh, on I'm on a roll. It's like reading the, <laughs> it's like reading the, the, the early Testament, some of those big names, <laughs> which anyway, she specializes in coaching entrepreneurial executives and serial high achievers to accelerate into more senior and impactful leadership positions. As a certified leadership and performance coach with leadership experience in high-pressure environments, kind of like running a small business, I would think, Yuande helps her clients develop the skills and mindsets critical for success, as well as the behaviors and actions that enable them to achieve consistent and sustainable peak performance. And before founding her company, Yuande held leadership positions in McKinsey and Company and Morgan Stanley, just to name a few small-time companies. Anyway, <laughs> Yuande, how are you doing? Welcome to Dream Business Radio. Thank you. I'm doing great. I love, I love, I love the premise of this. So I'm really excited about our conversation yes. today. It's so interesting because um, I, I think I've mentioned probably the last several weeks, but um, I got pitched or, or spotlighted Dream Business Radio. I got like 160 or 65 applicants to be on the show and you go through them and you know i'm a i'm an online entrepreneur i'm a business coach myself so there's only so much you can do for digital marketing and you know mindset so i like to mix it up but this is honestly a topic that i think is so important that i really haven't had a, a major guest on in a while this whole productivity piece because i think for a lot of people myself included in the early days months and months go by and you look back and go god i've been busy and you wipe your brow and you go, but what the hell did I get done? Like nothing. Right? So I think productivity is really important. Anyway, 
before we dive in, I, I told you we love to share nuts and bolts, some real strategies, uh, things that people can learn and implement um, as a result mm -hmm. of watching Dream Business Radio. But we also, my guests tell me over and over again, we love the backstories. So I think what I've what I've come to realize after doing over 500 shows is people like information, entertainment with a little bit of inspiration. And I think people get inspired when they learn that other people uh, struggle, perhaps. I don't know anybody that I've met that had a that their first year was revenue free, which was my case. But I know everybody has struggles along the way. So what what's your journey? You know, in a couple couple sentences, not a couple sentences, a couple of minutes. What was your journey that got you to where you are now? Yeah, it's um, you're right. It's 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 a roller coaster, right? No one, mm -hmm. it, nothing's a straight line. Um, but my my journey, I always started actually in corporate because I think a lot of people, especially if you've been in corporate and had businesses, it's always different, right? Some people kind of just go straight into business. A lot of people have worked places and gone in. Um, and I worked at great companies. And we'll come back to the busyness piece. But I eventually got to a place where I burned out. I burned out twice in eighteen months. And my solution at that point which again, we'll link back to the busyness stuff when we come in, was actually, because I was so burnt out, I was like, I'm just gonna stop. I'm gonna stop everything that I'm doing. I'm not gonna figure out what my next move in. I'm not gonna figure out what my next big company is, which I assumed would be the path. Mm -hmm. And then I started to explore a little bit more and I learned about this thing called coaching. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is what, like, this is literally what I've been doing my whole life, but I didn't realize it was an actual job. It's <laughs> funny when know. that light bulb goes off, right? I know. It's like, this is not a real thing, but wait a second, it could be a real thing. Um, which is also why I love the premise of this. And my first year, I actually think that my burnout and where I came from in corporate actually benefited me because I entered my business uh, journey actually with a lot of the things that you share and you talk about, which is building the dream business that I wanted. I almost had right. like a mindset of what's the worst that could happen? Why don't I just like swing for the fences? I'll probably fail. <laughs> so if I if I hit like half of that, I'll be okay. Um, and so I started my business focusing on my networks to kind of find clients. Um, and it's honestly the best thing that I've ever I've ever done. So I think you said you burned out twice. Was that working for those very large companies? That was McKinsey. Yeah. So that was working for McKinsey. I always say that it was the best three years of my corporate career that I would never do again because obviously burning out consistently yeah. is not sustainable. Um, and some I'll, of those companies, you know, like McKinsey and some of the other ones, and I even know some um, some people who, who go into the financial sector, but you get in those big companies and it is drive, 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 results, results, results. And you, you feel like you're just never getting anywhere. I'm guessing that was probably what led to your burnout. A hundred percent. What's what's interesting about McKinsey is I I am convinced that had I not spent that time there, I would have not got to business ownership this quickly because there was yeah. so much that I learned. So there was a lot that was to do with impact, but there was a lot that was just doing and doing and doing and doing. Um, hence the busyness, hence not stopping, hence not getting space and therefore burning out. So beyond, and I'm, I'm sure we'll speak about a couple of different things, beyond it not being good for business, i.e. creating the results that you want, it's also not good for us as people in terms of like enjoying life, creating the right. thing that you want in your life beyond the business. It's interesting. And um, when I, when I look back now at 64, I look back on all the different things I've done in my career that led me to become an entrepreneur, but I, they also, those skills are what makes me a better entrepreneur and now a better coach. 
But when you go through some of that stuff, it's like, God, this sucks. You know, it's like, yeah. I, I just can't keep, I'd say yes to one thing and I get it done. And the boss gives me four more things. And somebody would tell me, well, that means he knows you can get it done. Yeah, but I should not be, I should not be the only one in this company doing anything. Not that I ever thought that, but, yeah. but it's, it's interesting, you know, when you look back in hindsight, what brought you to the position you are now. So I'm just curious. So you, Everybody has felt burnout. In fact, one of my clients has a specialty in burnout. He's writing a second book now. And yeah. um, what? how long did it take you to come out of that burnout and to realize, man, I should really help other people by by coaching and, and consulting and doing what you're doing? Yeah. I I mean, my burnout was really, really bad. It was, I, I always think about like the six, uh, the the sort of six dimensions of, of us, right? So spiritually, I wasn't connected to what I was doing, mentally completely cluttered, physically, I mean, my shoulder hurt, my wrist looked like I was just, I was like my whole body was breaking down. Emotionally, I was really on edge. Um, socially, I barely like hung out with people who I loved for the past three years. And then environmentally, everything just felt like cold and just out of place. So I, I mean, I was, it was just like across all measured and it happened for such a long time that in terms of coming out of it, I would, I always say that it probably took me nine months, nine to 10 months to feel like, okay, I feel like wow. I'm back to being me. Like it was in hindsight, I should have probably gone to a doctor, which I didn't because I was like, oh, I'm still <laughs> functioning. I'm okay. Well, I'll um, feel better tomorrow. <laughs> I'll feel better tomorrow. Other people are still, you know, other people are still okay. They're still functioning. So I should be okay as well. So it, it took me a really long time. The benefit I think I had um, was that part of my recovery process was also part of my learning what I wanted to do with my life and that I wanted to start my own business. They yeah. sort of went hand in hand. Um, I also booked the yoga teacher training course. So I also like for a few years, for a few months, I wasn't doing anything except like yoga and like meeting people. So that space, um, and I talk about this when I also talk about like busyness and productivity, creating mm -hmm. space is so important because then you're not in the weeds, right? I think had I still been working, I mean, it would have taken me significantly longer sure. to, to come out of it. By the way, I should tell all the people watching and listening to us live and even on the replay a little bit later. The reason we're on at two o'clock today is um, one day is in the UK and it's now 7 yes. p.m. there. So this was a nice little compromise for me coming on too late or too early, whatever. But um, uh, it's interesting. You know, by the way, you mentioned the body ache in your shoulder and stuff. I mean, I've learned I've learned how impactful stress can be mm -hmm. on you physically and to me, I've come to learn without you even knowing it's going on until it's not till it's too late. But, you know, it, it, I've, I've really learned that stress can really wreak havoc with your body. And what, at one point, even a few months ago, and we were kind of going through this whole process of do we move off the boat or what do we do? And, mm -hmm. and I thought, oh, I'm getting the flu. I'm getting sick because I had real bad stomach. And it's like, no, I'm just like totally stressing about this. And once I identified that, I, I did whatever I can do to, you know, kind of center, recenter myself. Boy, I felt better. So stress really is um, a major contributor to to body issues, right? So um, on that on that pleasant springboard, let's let's. I know your niche is working with high achievers and you know ambitious entrepreneurs, yeah. um, kind of how to accelerate. But do you work with people at the level? that are kind of pre-burnout that they recognize it or I don't know too many people to be honest with you who recognize I'm in pre-burnout I better fix it it's usually fixing it after the fact 
Yeah, that's a good question. I actually, a lot of my clients who I work with are not in the midst of burnout. Okay. They've experienced it because, I mean, it's just kind of like their fast paced life. What, what, what level of experience they've had of burnout, again, it differs for, for different people, but you're absolutely right. When you are, when you are pre or in burnout, I think it's often very difficult for people to see it because you're right in the midst of like the storm. Um, and at the same time, again, when you think about busyness, it's like, oh, I just have, I just have to stay on the wheel, right? Because you don't right. really know anything else. And it, there's also a fear of getting off the wheel because what then happens, right? Am I gonna like spin and get out of control because the wheel's going so fast? So a lot of the people who I work with are actually in a space where they have a little bit of, of space to think. And therefore mm. it means that the work that we do is a little bit more sustainable in terms of actually creating those new ways of working, which means you can still have and often have greater impact, but without doing as much. Yeah. Um... I think, you know, my own un uneducated uh, philosophical brain, whatever, says most people, I think, feel like when they're busy, they're therefore making progress. Yeah. And I actually went through a period where I think in around 2012 to 14, somewhere in there, that's when I first created my own live event. But I'm going to live events. I started writing multiple books inside of a short span and I was busy, busy, busy. And I do believe some of it was actually helping and helping me grow. But mm -hmm. some of it, I think, was actually masking some of the things you should be doing. I'll, I'll give you an example. One of my early and, and longtime fears was public speaking, putting on my own live events. So I resisted that for a long time. So I'm going to these different events thinking, okay, I'm going to go to this event. I'm going to learn from this person, this guy or this gal. I'm going to do this, that, and the other thing. I'm going to read the, oh, if I could just read one more book and uncover the nugget about this. But it was like all this stuff. And eventually I just said, you know what? I've got to just step up and do this. I've got to, you know, whether my own internal voice was be a man step up and and put on your first event and if 10 people come maybe 20 will come the second time or whatever but i think my sorry about this extremely long question but my busyness at least my case was i think preventing me it was like holding off just getting in there and doing the hard stuff that may be the right thing to do does that make sense yeah 100 percent. and i love the fact that you said my busyness was yeah. due to dot, dot, dot. Because we mm -hmm. sometimes also forget that we all have our own perspectives, right? We all have our histories and our lives and our preferences and all of that sort of stuff. So you be being able to identify that and the source of like, why am I actually being like, why am I just being busy? Ah, it's because of that means that you can then tackle it, right? Yeah. Um, whereas I think, I think sometimes we sort of just lump ourselves. And while it makes sense, why we're busy, right? We could hypothesize and we could, you know, go philosophical about this and be like, oh, it's probably because when we grow up in school, like every hour of the day is scheduled for you and you just have structured to do and stuff, busy. right? That's right. It's structured, it's busy. You have to stay busy. You have to do stuff. You have to, like we are conditioned. There's so many things that we could hypothesize about, but if if folks uh, who, are, who are listening really want to get to the root of theirs and actually change things, I think taking a leaf out of what you've just said there and going, huh, what is the source of my busyness, right? Why am I being busy? Um, another thing that sometimes com comes up when you were speaking, I, I sort of thought about it was a lot of folks who are ambitious, especially business owners, there's something about also proving to other people that yeah. you're actually doing stuff. But it's like, is the proof in the doing or is the proof in the impact, right? So a lot of the mm -hmm. work that I do is getting people to shift that perspective around 
what's the purpose of the thing you're doing, right? Is it just to do things, right? Because as you said earlier, the, the reward for doing is getting more stuff to do. <laughs> there will always be things <laughs> yeah. to do. But if you mm. switch it to actually impact results of value, then you realize actually there are specific things that get you to where you want to go. And then it actually feels a little bit more effortless and you create more. So I want to make sure we give some nuggets on how to fix what we're mm. putting out there. But I think sometimes you got you to gotta diagnose what's going on and then prescribe. So that's why I want to stay on, on this just for a few more minutes. Yeah. You know, I believe busyness... Um, it limits success. I think busyness drains you, right? Because you're always busy. You see people, I, and believe me, I used to do this. Oh, I get up at 3.30 in the morning. I did, and all these other things. But it's like when and there's almost like a culture right now of bragging about, yeah, I, you know, I sleep two hours a night, you know, or whatever. I'm doing this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, okay, we all used to do that, I guess. I don't know. Some people still doing it. Um, yeah. But I also think busy uh, leads to mistakes. Not that there's, you know, because I think the flip side of that is, um, is being busy, uh, is that fueled by perfectionism? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If I stay busy, stay in production mode, I won't eventually, in my world, I go, there's there's design, production, implementation, and then there's like the proof of the pudding. So if I want to hold off before I launch, whether it's a book or course, or whatever, if I want to hold off the launch because I'm, I, you know, I fear it's not going to be perfect. I'm just going to stay busy. You know, we're getting ready to launch. We're in pre-launch mode. We're in soft launch mode. All these things instead of put the damn thing out there. Do it. This show yeah. is going to go down in history as the longest questions ever. But, but hopefully you you followed my uh, rant there. Yeah, no, I mean, not a rant at all. I think I think you picked up on a lot of really important things. There's there's a default assumption that being busy equals will will get you to success, right? Mm -hmm. But what what I'm hearing from you is recognizing that actually, it's it doesn't necessarily get you the results that you actually want, right? Um, doing things for the sake of doing it doesn't, you know, if if I think about it, like we all we all have a certain amount of energy and time to do things and you can choose, but busyness isn't choosing. Busyness is just doing and doing and doing and doing. And you talked about it not necessarily getting you results. Not only does it not get you results, it's not often enjoyable, right? We talk like, even if you think about hamster wheel, that doesn't sound like fun. Like who wants to be on a hamster wheel for yeah. their whole lives? But it's 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 so ingrained in the default. Um, and I think you're right. When, when folks start to recognize that actually it's not it doesn't get you to where it is that you want. If you really stop and think about it, then it becomes a lot, there's a lot more motivation to switch it, right? As opposed to just going, busyness isn't yeah. good, but why isn't it good? So um, is it fair to say there's no productivity without some enjoyment? Because there's not a lot of enjoyment when you're just busy, 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 unless I would say it's keeping me from doing something really unpleasant by staying busy, right? But in general, assuming... You're not somebody with messed up fears and demons like I've had, but is, is just when you're productive, I do think that comes, I mean, when you finish, when I write a book, boom, I feel great. When I launch yeah. a course, I feel good. So being productive, maybe we should talk about what in, so in, in, in your world, you, you one day, what does being productive mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, 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 I'll go back to something you just said a second ago. The coach in me was going to ask you about your fears because I was like, huh, that's interesting. Why are you doing things that you don't like? Anyway, but that's it. That's a different thing. Uh, yeah. um, productivity. So for me, 
productivity all has to do with results. Busyness has to do with just doing. Doing doing could be constructive, it could be non-constructive, it could be fun, it could be non-enjoyable. Productivity has to do with taking an action that creates a result that moves you forward towards the thing that you want. Mm -hmm. So um, I love what you said there about like enjoying what you're doing as well, because can you be productive without enjoying what you do? You can be, but it's a lot harder. It's a lot less sustainable. And at some point it, it just, it just doesn't, doesn't match up. Right. You can, you can kind of force yourself to do something to be productive for a short period of time, but try doing that for 10 days in a row or 30 days in a row right. when you've got like lots of other stresses or things that you're thinking about. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think there's a, when I think about productivity, it, it always has a very clear end goal. And that's where we then go into prioritization and focus and energy and enjoyment and all the things that actually get you to where it is that you want. Whereas busyness, you could be running around in circles being busy, right? right. It doesn't mm -hmm. necessarily get you to an end goal that you're clear about. So a huge light bulb moment. And this is honestly one of the reasons I love doing this show. Um, there's a lot of business reasons, but I, I learned so much and right? when I meet great people like you. So you said something and I, I've surprised one of our there it is. Craig, believe me, I was just going to say, I can't believe one of the viewers didn't. They often will type it in because they know I can't multifocus. <laughs> Productivity equals results. I mean, that is, I mean, that is such a halogen light bulb moment for me. Productivity equals results. And the flip side of that was busyness. Uh, what was the, what was busyness equivalent to? I'm trying to remember what I said now. It was brilliant. So we walked through. We're going to rewatch it. We're going to rewatch it. <laughs> busyness oh is goodness. just doing. It's probably something like business is doing, but you're just, you're just. Busyness is doing. Productivity is results. And that's it. Mm. Results only come from when my own continuous language is when you do launch, when you do put it out there, when you do, you know, create and sell and market and things like that. Productivity turns into results. Busyness turns into crap. You didn't say that I did, but, <laughs> but there has to be an end goal. And yeah. I guess that's where the good feeling is, you know, gosh, I feel like I'm on the therapist couch right here live in, in my interview, but so five like, years, you sound like one of my clients. I know. <laughs> so five therapy? years ago when Stephanie and I moved on that beautiful boat right there, mm -hmm. um, I was already working three days a week, basically Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And we would travel like Friday through Monday, weather dependent, all that. But one of the things that I had learned to do, because for the first, say, 17 years, 15 years of my being a business owner, I was one of these busy people. I was up at 3.30. Whenever I wrote a book, I, I just got up early and wrote because the house was quiet and I was busy during the day. So when else was I going to do it? But in the end, I think that busyness did it was productive because it did lead to results. So it led to six books. It led to courses. It led to me launching a successful coaching program, which led to me being able to work three days a week and therefore travel on that boat. Right. So one of the things I realized, again, here's a, here's a candidate for the longest question in history. But one of the things I realized was that I can be far less busy, still be productive and actually enjoy my life more than when I thought I was like, pardon the expression, balls to the wall, busy building multiple businesses. So it's, it's like, wow, 
So I kind of realized that, but interviewing you and getting to know you has really put a fine point on it. So I want to thank you for that. No, thank you for sharing that. And it almost, even when you say it, right, for some people that sounds so counterintuitive. It's like what you're doing less, but you're creating more. Mm -hmm. Like like that, it, it, it almost sounds, and I think sometimes that's a bit difficult for people. It's like, how is that even possible? But to your point, you 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 focus on the productivity side of it as opposed to the busyness side. And no doubt the fact that you're enjoying it and you have a better life means that you're even more productive, right? Yeah. Than you would be the without. Enjoyment is a big part of it. I that is yeah. really and it's always it's actually been something that's personally a little bit difficult for me. Cause in, in the early years, I've actually shared with my coaching group. In the early years, if I was traveling on a Monday. And Stephanie and I were, we, you know, had a nice meal somewhere and I'm, we're back on our boat. And I'm like, I feel so guilty. Most of the world's working right now. I'm not. I felt guilty for actually enjoying the lifestyle that I was blessed to create. So there, there is some of that, but that would be a whole nother therapist couch session. Yeah. What would be, just, that's a big thing. Go ahead. Yeah, what would be some of the ways um, that the people watching and, and listening now, and even on the replay could become more productive? What would be some actionable steps they could take yeah i'll give i'll give um i'll give three okay that come to mind immediately the first the first is super simple but it's also very difficult create space right one of the one of the best things that i ever did was every monday like everyone knows me no one puts any time in my calendar before two o'clock on a monday <laughs> i mean it sounds ridiculous right it's like at your own peril right that's me but that space means that I do I do all my, that's for me personally, that's where I do my strategizing. I know what I'm focused on for the week. I know how that fits in the big goal. Um, I'm so clear about it that my, my week starts with productivity in mind, not busyness, right? And so I never have that pressure to just go straight into busyness. That's the first. The second, which is a little bit more tangible, but it's related. So before you move oh, on to ahead. number two, so, yeah. so create space for the entrepreneurs it's very cool to have a day like a lot of my clients and I, I I even did this Friday was like marketing day so I didn't do a lot of implementation I know I've worked with CPAs and other you know service professionals that they didn't see clients Friday was marketing day I, there's an expression in the Dan Kennedy marketing world where you work on your you work in your business and not on your Excuse yep. me, you work on your business, on not your in your business, model. right? Yeah. And so it's like, how do I become the marketer of my business and not just the person running my business? So creating the space to do that is really important. That's a good one. Okay, now number yeah. two, please. Number two, um, it, it's challenging yourself to, so, so as consultants at McKinsey, we'd always have like, when someone asks a question, it's like, there are three points, <laughs> which I just did now and I didn't even realize I did it. <laughs> like, honestly, when I said it, I was like, I didn't realize but what's great about that, whether it's one point or three, is that it makes you really focused. So one of the things that I do with my team is every every Monday when we meet, and we meet at two o'clock because I don't meet before 201, then. 201, that's 201, right. <laughs> we, have, we actually have like a check-in where the first four questions are, if you do nothing, if you achieve nothing else this week, what's the one thing that you'll achieve? Okay. I don't care about anything else, right? Just tell me the one thing. And that focuses your mind so much because you have to go, what's the one thing? Not the 50 million things that you have to achieve over the next 20 years, but the one thing for this week. And when we focus that, it helps to prioritize. We also go into why is that important and what needs to be done? Like what does success actually look like and what needs to be done to achieve it? But it, it means that 
again, you start to focus your mind on productivity because you think what's the what's the most important thing to achieve the results that's most important for us right now. Okay. Um, and three, did you have a third? Yes. The third thing is experiment. I know that sounds a little bit weird, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you a little bit of story. And the experimentation kind of goes into personalizing it for yourself. I had, there was a, I remember this distinctly. I was in Nigeria. Um, my niece was about five years old. And I remember having the busy, the busiest in quotes day ever. <laughs> I was running around. My brain wasn't working. I had like 50 million things to do. I had like deadlines. Um, oh, thank you. I had deadlines uh, the next day and I was freaking out. And a part of me just went, you're not, you're not doing the thing that you work with your clients on. I was like, what do I need right now? I need creativity to figure out what I need to set up for the deadline I had the next day. I was like, what's the thing that'll make me most creative? My niece, my like children. <laughs> I don't have kids, but I have nieces and nephews. Kids are often the most creative people that I hang around. So I stopped, I literally put my laptop aside. It's like middle of the day, I have 50 million things to do. I find my niece, I'm like, hey, what can we do, Olivia? And she's like, oh, let's go play. So we went outside and I went out swinging. Mm. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I came back in after an hour, my brain was so much clearer, creativity was moving around because I've been hanging out with a five-year-old for the past hour. And I literally did the thing that I was concerned would take me three hours in like half an hour. Wow. So experiment with it, don't be afraid to try because if what you've been doing hasn't been working, you've got to break the cycle at some point. And that that was a big lesson for me in the way that I kind of create that space and focus and help me move forward. Yeah, and that was such a huge um, lesson you just shared. Um, the way I phrase what you just described there is be, you must be in integrity with yourself, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think in all, no matter what kind of business owner or just man or woman you are, you need to be an integrity yourself. But I think it's doubly important if you are a coach or consultant or, or you're someone who is leading other people, especially in a paid capacity, and you say, you should be doing this and you're not doing it yourself, right? Or you should be doing this and you you're, you're not doing it yourself. And, and, and so that's being integrity with the people you work with. Yeah. Uh, but there's also, I think, being integrity with yourself. For example, if you... It, we all learn on the calendar. Oh, you should actually block time, do this, that, and the other thing. And I do that as well. Um, you know, you should block time for exercise. You should block time for this. And if something comes up and you know, well, all right, I'll just do that tomorrow. That's not being in integrity with yourself, yeah. which, which is really one of the lessons that I heard or learned from a wonderful mindset coach, Melanie Benson. But she said, you have to be in integrity with yourself. Jim, you're telling people to do this, that, and the other thing. Yet I, I know you're working like nine days a week. <laughs> if there were nine, you'd be working 10. And so you need to take some time off and recharge and regroup and re-energize yourself. And so a lot of different ways. But I think that is a that is a core component of productivity is, is being, because we all kind of know one day what we need to do. And we can yeah. set the goals. I love what you said about what's one thing you're going to do. Now, chances are they may do something else, but it's it's important every, at the beginning of every week. So what's that one thing you're going to do this week above all else? And that elevates it to a much higher priority, I would think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just to, I'm going to pick up on one quick thing that you just said, which is really important. Okay. So much of the work that I do goes through mindset, which is really important because you're right. A lot of people know. You can Google, and <laughs> Google will tell you the things to do to be more productive. But the reason you're not doing it is because there is a mindset, there is a background, there's a there's a there's a perspective that's holding you back. Similar to what Jim said before, go mm -hmm. deep on that and figure that out for yourself. Solve that, and it becomes so much easier.
Well, no offense to the 522 other interviews I've done, but this is my favorite interview of this week, at least. No, I don't want to offend anybody. This I'll is take, a fantastic I'll take interview. I'll take <laughs> I, mean, I, I look up and it's 2.31. I'm like, oh my gosh. So we, so we do have to go, but man, my hat's off to you. you. You definitely know your stuff. And believe me, when I have the one sheets, you know, the one sheets come across my desk, I can sort of tell like who's for real and who's not. And sometimes I get fooled, which is why sometimes I'll do pre-interviews because I can ask two or three questions and know, <laughs> and know if your dream business is, and, and no offense if you're struggling, but if you're only making $14,000 a year, you're not going to be coaching somebody how to have a six-figure business. I mean that with all due respect because we all start somewhere, but you really know your stuff, which is why I was excited to, to put you on the air. So thank you. I'm sure people you one day want to connect with you and um, get more of your brilliance. I don't know if you have a podcast or videos or, but how could they do that? Thank you so much. Honestly, it's been so great, Jim. Um, I, one of the, one of the benefits of having my name is no one else has it on LinkedIn or at least that I've seen online. So full name, Yewande Following. If you search for <laughs> me on LinkedIn, you'll find it or at Yewande Following. Um, and uh, would it be cool if I offer a little freebie, which I think aligns with what we've Discussion. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I'll shoot this to you as well, Jim, so you can put it in the show notes. But we have I have um, a freebie called perform uh, how to perform in business like an elite athlete. Okay. And it really goes through a lot of what we've discussed today. So if you go to otitoleadership.com slash performance, um, you'll see it. You can download it for free and it'll take you to through some of these steps in a more more uh, structured, sustainable way. That's awesome. And you'll make sure I get that because I did not write yes. it down just now. I will. No, <laughs> I will. Focusing on getting us closed out here. So send me that because I'll, I'll, as I said, I'll, I'll uh, produce this for replay on video and, and the audio. So I want to make sure I, I go to that resource. Thank you so much. What a, what a treat and an honor for you to share uh, all your uh, knowledge and wisdom with Dream Business Radio audience. Of course. Thank you so much. I'm really, really excited. And thanks for having me. You are so welcome. Um, folks, that wraps up this very special interview with my really special guest. And I, you know, why I say special guest all the time. <laughs> you one day fully in. And I, this number of times I said that correctly, I'm proud of myself. I highly recommend you connect <laughs> with her and follow her and learn from her and take advantage of that free resource. You can connect with me at getjimpalmer.com. If you're interested in joining me and about 27 other smart entrepreneurs, you can check out my dream business mastermind and coaching program at dreambizcoaching.com. Remember, as part of my legacy program, because I keep getting whiter every day, remember you can get all six of my books in their digital format at Amazon, obviously Kindle. As a Nook book, you can get them if you're interested in Barnes & Noble, that's bnn.com. And they're also, all six are in the iBook store, totally for free. If you're checking this out on the replay, which most people are, just put hashtag replay, good interview, thanks you one day, whatever, just let me know you're out there. As we're doing this uh, live, we're certainly uh, praying for all our friends and uh, folks in Florida might be in harm's way here. So uh, we're keeping a good thought for you. But that's it. Until this time next week, another fantastic interview. I am Captain Jim Palmer, and I'm the Dream Business Coach, and you take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.